And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Two thousand twenty one could probably be considered a disappointment overall for the Mexican national team, but the Mexican Federation's president has big goals going into twenty twenty two. Felipe Cardenas traveled to Mexico for a chat with John de Luisa late last year. Today Felipe joins the show to discuss that interview and what El Tri will be focusing on this year. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, January 11th. First, your TV guide for today. As usual, all times are Eastern. The Africa Cup of Nations continues, starting bright and early as usual at 8 a.m. with Algeria versus Sierra Leone. At 11 a.m., it's the big game of the day, perhaps the big game of the tournament so far. Nigeria versus Egypt, all kinds of talent on both sides, including, yes, Mohamed Salah for Egypt. After that, it'll be the other game in Group D, Sudan versus Guinea-Bissau at 2 p.m. All of those games will be on BN Sports. There's some midweek Premier League at Southampton hosts Brentford, but Everton will not be hosting Leicester City. That game has been postponed for a second time due to Leicester City uh, absences, due to COVID-19 injuries and international call-ups. Speaking of delayed games, the Santos Laguna Tigres game that was supposed to have been played last week is going to happen tonight at 9 p.m. on Tudene. That game was delayed due to COVID-19 absences, but it sounds like Tigres got a bunch of those players back. With that, let's go to Felipe. Felipe Cardenas, thank you for joining the show for the first time in 2022. It's an interesting time in this part of the world for soccer because pretty much everybody is just sort of gearing up for the season to come, with the exception of Mexico, whose domestic season has already begun. And there's a lot happening at the federation level as well. Felipe, at the end of last year, you went to Mexico City and you talked to John de Luisa, who is the head of the Mexican Federation. Tell us just overall sort of what you talked to him about and what you came away from that conversation thinking about. Uh, well, Alex, first of all, Happy New Year. Uh, happy New happy Year. <laughs> back on soccer every day. It was a really uh, enlightening trip to Mexico City. And I say that because I've had a few interactions with John de Luisa over Zoom, uh, specifically during, during the summer when Mexico was playing some friendlies throughout the United States. And, and they sort of, you know, they, they, they began uh, a massive campaign. Um, to, to really combat the chant, the homophobic chant that continues to plague Mexican national team official matches. So uh, I knew what he was trying to do there, but meeting him face to face, spending time with him, seeing how he interacts with reporters there, you know, I came away thinking that John De Luisa is very much uh, the CEO of the Mexican Football Federation. He, he uh, behaves that way. He has a, an executive background. Uh, he, he's been in football his, his entire career, uh, but he's held executive positions, both at Grupo Televisa, which is one of the, the biggest television 
uh, companies in, in Mexico and, and North America. And he was president of Club America. So he knows what he's doing. Uh, but he he comes across as someone that's sort of new to what the Mexican national team as a federation wants to do. And I think that was really interesting how he used certain words as like innovation and modernizing what we're doing, restructuring the entire organization. So he's definitely the sort of a, a, a businessman in, 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 a, in a world of football in Mexico that has been largely dominated by former players and, and guys that have had jobs throughout league MX. Well, you mentioned in addition to that, the, the, modernizing of the Mexican FA if you want to if you want to put it that way uh, also of course the homophobic chant is a big a big topic um, considering that Mexico is now starting to lose fans at home games for for non-covid reasons for the, for these reasons uh, as well what did De Luisa have to say about that when you asked him? first of all what did you ask him about it and what did he what was his response well, I think the the main the the most interesting answer that came from a very simple question was I asked him if he felt the sanctions were fair, mm-hmm. and he replied adamantly, "No, that he does not believe that Mexico is being treated fairly." And he gave uh, his reasons why: one, because uh, according to him, and it's 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 true that the three step process that FIFA inst- instituted in 2017 is a game gets 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 called. Uh, by a referee at the first instance, the second instance, the players move into the locker room and the third instance, the game is forfeited. And what he told me is that Mexico continues to be punished as if they've gotten to the third step, as if they've gotten past the second step. And that hasn't happened according to him. And if you look back at games, uh, no game has been forfeited yet. Games have been stopped by the referee. Uh, Players haven't been sent to their locker rooms yet, but the first step continues to happen. And so FIFA is has sanctioned Mexico by forcing them to play behind closed doors because of that. And to John DeLuisa, he's saying they're not even following their own rules. Uh, But that being said, uh, he's doubling down on the regulations that FIFA is asking them to follow. Uh, I think the one big takeaway is that starting in this window in January, uh, Mexican fans that go to games in Mexico, uh, they he said that we will know who you are, we'll know where you sit. I think he's referring to player or fan IDs. Okay, uh, and he said that the the punishments will be much more strict. They will be banned for several years to come. Was his quote? So uh, certainly he's not holding back, both on what they're doing and what he believes FIFA. Uh, is not doing on their part by by not upholding their own rules. He said he would take FIFA to the court of arbitration if it got to that point. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, your piece uh, with your that features your interview with John DeLuisa will be out today on The Athletic. Everybody listening should go check that out. Uh, let's move briefly before we go to the Mexican national team on the field. They 
had, you know, what by most measures might be considered a semi-successful 2021. They got to the finals of two major tournaments, which is, you know, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, They are in good World Cup qualifying position, not amazing, but pretty good. However, they did lose those two finals to to the United States. They ended the year with three losses and a draw, if you include two friendlies against Ecuador and Chile. Uh, they have a tough World Cup qualifying window coming up at Jamaica and then at home uh, to Costa Rica and Panama. Um, Felipe, as you look at the Mexican national team on the field in 2022, what are they sort of looking to do beyond the obvious, which is, of course, qualify for the World Cup? And then once they're in Qatar, you know, hopefully make a run uh, like they haven't before. What, what, are, what are sort of the aims of the team at this moment in time? Well, first of all, the last thing that we heard from Tata Martino before the end of the year is that he he said this was the worst year he's had as as a, as a manager. <laughs> so a lot of national teams would killed for the for the right? year I just described. Yeah. yeah, he said as a performance from a performance perspective as a staff, it was just a, a bad year. And of course, you've you've told the the listeners why. Uh, but I think all of the the toxicity and the pressure that's been around Tata Martino. What I noticed when I was in Mexico is that like internally, you don't feel that. It's it's very much it's very cool. They're just they're doing their thing. Tata's walking around in a nice sweatsuit. He looks his hair is combed. <laughs> you know, he looks calm. And 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 it's like on the outside, it's just noise. And so I think they're focusing on. The games that you've mentioned, 2022, they start out with, I think that Jamaica game is tricky. You've yeah. got to go to Jamaica. It's not an easy three points at all. But the 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 home games that they have, including the game with the United States, I mean, they're going to be favored. You know, they, they should get points to the point where they're pushed up into the top spot or the second spot, and they're not dangling at that third spot, which is where they are right now. So I think it's just, you know, points winning the games we're supposed to win on on the flip side the second thing i think is is just changing the vibe on the outside like i said i think internally they know this position that they're in john de has done the math and he said publicly like this is where we expect it to be we want it to be at the top of the table but based on points we're just a few points off of our initial calculation so the the wheels aren't off the bus yet uh, there, I don't think anyone's hitting the panic button within the federation. John Lisa told me that the program is in good hands, and when you when you referred to Tata Martino, but I think they need goodwill. They need the fans, the media, to to, to believe in this team because I think some people, and I've spoken to sources who have told me like that a fear is that this team gets to the World Cup with this negative energy around them, and it doesn't matter how they perform. Um, that's going to be yeah. the vibe around the team. That's going to be the vibe from the press. I think that's a big, a big goal for both the players and the staff to just flip the narrative. Well, it'll be interesting to see if that happens. Mexico, always an interesting place in North America for soccer. It's, uh, between the, between the national team and everything that's happening in Liga Mekis and young players coming through, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you plenty in the year to come. Felipe, thanks for coming on the show. All right, Alex. Elsewhere in soccer today, a big trade in the NWSL. The Kansas City Current have picked up another U.S. national teamer from North Carolina. Lynn Williams will join her former Courage teammate Sam Mewis in Kansas City. The Current traded 200000 in allocation money, the rights to goalkeeper Caitlin Rowland, 
and the current's first-round pick in the 2023 NWSL draft. Federico Chiesa is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL suffered this past weekend against Roma. That's obviously big and bad news for Juventus, but it's the same for the Italian national team. They face a playoff in order to qualify for this year's World Cup, first against North Macedonia, and then against either Turkey or Portugal. If they win against North Macedonia, that is. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with the help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year's subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.